0: If you have any advice, because like I said, this is a a pain point that I've been experiencing as well of, yeah, being up against the edge and Mm -hmm. and looking at the things that, oh, I might have to lose some things. I might have to change some things. I might have to let some things go, some creature comforts to open up some space to really connect with what it is that I came here to do and to walk that path with a lot of joy welcome back in visionaries to the dream into being podcast where mind science transformational psychology and magic all merge into one if you're ready to dream again and transcend the inertia of what you've known then I invite you to join me, your host and envisioneer Cat Divine, in expanding the boundaries of your own fantasia by remembering that you are the master you've been waiting for. Welcome back in visionaries. Today's episode is going to be another hybrid version. I'm actually seeing a little pattern where so many of my guests are very gifted and intuitive in all these different experiments that we cover on the show. So I don't want to waste any opportunities and I want to make sure to collect as much meaningful data as I can for all of you that are watching. So, today's episode, we're going to be diving into the manifestation experiment and a little bit of the abundance experiment because my guest has had some really incredible transformations that I'm very excited to talk about today. And not only that, but both of us are incredibly spiritual minded and very in tune with the energetic patterns that seem to be happening in the collective. And we're going to touch base on a really, really big one, something that we're experiencing in our own lives and that I'm definitely witnessing and so many others. Very likely, if you're watching this episode, this will speak right to you and you might find yourself in this exact situation as you're watching this episode. So something that I do differently, Ray, that you may or may not know about the show, instead of reading a guest bio, I actually gave you guys the floor to celebrate yourselves and do a mini brag session through the lens of the topics that we're covering. So, in today's case, we're going to be talking about manifestation and abundance. And if you can just briefly introduce yourself to the viewers, a little bit about your backstory and what are you super excited about and proud of?
1: Hi, my name is Ray Flores. Um, I'm a Phoenix native, meaning I was born here in Arizona. I want to say that growing up, I, 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 tended to follow the mindset of my father, which was more of a pessimistic outlook on things. And I always wanted to set myself up for not expecting anything, right? Like I'd go into a situation and I'd say, oh, it's probably going to be bad or whatever. And then it turned out to be good. I used to like set myself up for these mind games because i didn't want to feel let down or, or depressed or whatever right and that transition like into many different things into work into dating i used to play a game called find the jerk you know when i'd go work somewhere i'd be like all right who's a jerk here and i like oh yeah after a day or two that's a jerk and that's a jerk you know or like you know who's the, the bossy one? Oh, that's a bossy one so like that was my whole mindset When I'd go out on dates, I would just, you know, kind of observe the person and wait for something to happen that I thought, oh, yeah, sure enough, she chews with her mouth open. Ah," You know, just just ridiculous stuff. Um, And um, well, yeah, so like that, that was kind of my mindset for a long time. I knew um, that obviously. Back in those days, or we didn't have internet. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have anything, right? Today, it's awesome. There's so much we can learn. But I think like at that point in time, it took me a long transition state to get me to where I am now and the way I think now in my activities daily that I do now. Um, and it's a long story. So um, I, I, I just uh, want to see if, at what point do you want me to embellish upon right. the tr- nation or where or what or how or like like what would be good for these listeners
0: yeah well let's just take them right into your history (laughs) which is kind of perfect because that's where you started us off that is that at a young age you were it sounds like you were conditioned with maybe a negative uh mindset where you were looking for the things that were wrong One of, and I absolutely fell into the same trap and it is like a survival instinct and there's a reason for it, but it can also go haywire and it can really dramatically affect our lives, especially when we're really powerful manifestors. And I think both of us have really experienced that outcome of, you know, what, what's that saying where your attention goes, your energy flows, right? right? So if you can bring us back to, and what's so cool, you guys, is I met Ray about 10 years ago, and this was probably the first story that you had ever shared with me. And we ended up on this like two or three hour conversation because it was so fun for me to hear somebody have such a dramatic transformation. And so if you don't mind sharing with the audience some of your beginnings, because it actually kind of shocked me. Because the person that I met is the person you guys are meeting today. And uh, I couldn't even imagine you in this other role. So if you can just kind of start us off from that point.
1: Well, I mean, you know, I grew up in a household where my parents were fighting all the time. And um, I'll never forget when I was seven, I believe it was seven, they divorced. And it was really peaceful in the house. I was happy, I was like, oh yay, no one's fighting anymore. Yet, when I started to turn around 12 or so, I kind of felt like I was a man of the house. And I started to develop this attitude, like, kind of like, no one's going to tell me what to do. I know everything, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I, I became a little difficult. Um, and, you know, transitioned to high school. Uh, my My mom made sure that I didn't go to the public high school <laughs> and I thought I was going to public high school. And she said, no, you're going to go to Catholic high school. And I said, why? You know, so I guess she kind of saw the path I was heading on. So she did, you know, and I did fine there until about my, my senior year, I just started to become really rebellious. A lot of things happened to me. You know, I, I, I just kind of was angry, you know, angry a lot. And I think anger was, a was an underlying issue that like I always had inside me. Right. You know, I didn't know how to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think once I started doing physical exercises continuously, like in the gym, working out, that to me is like was the best way to get rid and release of a lot of anger and stress because everyone needs an outlet. Right. Some people do positive things, some people do negative things, but I think every human being has to have some sort of an outlet for stress. So uh, I ended up getting kicked out of the uh, private high school for non-attendance. And I got put into the public high school. And there I linked up with all my old buddies from high school that were not doing good things, you know. And uh so at that time I had friends in in different gangs in different areas, you know. My dad lived in West Phoenix, so I'd go and and sometimes, you know, stay over there. Um and it's funny because like my friends that were in the gangs in West Phoenix didn't know that I was friends with my friends in the gangs in South Phoenix because they're two totally different type. At that time, like gang life was very popular in the nineties, right. Mm-hmm. In the early nineties. And, um, so a lot of interesting experiences. I mean, I've been shot at before, never, never got hit with a bullet. A lot of stuff. I've had guns. I've, yeah, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of things, not bad things, just like, you know, hang out with all the guys I thought were cool. And, um, you know, uh, uh, nothing that I, I regret doing that was, you know, would cause anyone harm. But uh, I knew a lot of guys that got locked up, um, probably some that are still in prison to this day. Right. And um, so I. Um, I got kicked out of the public high school and um, yeah, for the same thing, not attendance, I'd take off and go party during the day. Right. So long story short, you know, my mom enrolled me in a uh, GED classes. I didn't know what that was. And she said, you're taking your GED. And I just I just wanted to work. I didn't want to go to school. So long story short, I even ditched my GED classes at night. I wouldn't go. And then finally, one day she said, I think it's time for you to take your test. I'm signing you up. And I was like, what? So she did. And I don't know how I passed my GED, but I did. And then my mom immediately said, you're going to public community college. That's where you're going to go. And she said, if you don't go now, you're never going to go to school. I didn't want to go. I went two weeks later. She passed away. I was barely 19, barely turned 19. And um, I was like, I'm done, I'm done with school. I hate this, you know, whatever. And I just decided to work. It took time for me to see that um, I, I didn't want to hang out with these guys anymore. So I distanced myself from, from all that, all that lifestyle. And um, I ended up um, finding myself going back to school going back to junior college and uh it was a hard transition at first from a guy that hated going to school right and so I started doing that um over time it started lead me to learning more about myself in the aspect that I, I I met a friend who introduced me to a couple that taught me a very basic form of Korean Tai Chi And from there, I can say honestly, my life totally transformed. Um, I had no idea what energy work, what meditation was, none of that stuff, you know? And again, at that time, we didn't think Internet was barely beginning, um, but I just didn't know anything about that. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more to my story, obviously, but that was kind of like from one spectrum to another spectrum which led me into more of where I progressed after that.
0: Mm -hmm. So just to touch on, I'm so fascinated about consciousness, meaning that so many of us, especially as spiritual seekers, have this deep desire to change ourselves, to transform ourselves, and to become something new. And so many times we can get caught in the trap of, starting at the behavior level, which is surprisingly, that's the last thing that changes. And so I like to focus on, okay, what was the consciousness shift? What was the mental paradigm that transformed? So do you remember at that point, what that change was, what caused you to wake up and what caused you to choose another path?
1: Yeah. uh, So the interesting thing was, is, um, you know, this couple that taught me the basic form of healing. kind of that awakened something in me, right? Awakened something in me that uh, I'll take quick story. So one day, uh, Tom was his name. He was the husband. He came home and he looked a little shaken. I said, what's wrong, Tom? And he said, oh, he said, uh, you know, I he said, I had a panic attack today. I haven't had a panic attack in years. And when he started doing uh, energy work and meditation, he used to take medication for panic attacks that disappeared. So for three years, he didn't have one panic attack. So he told me, he so said, today I have a panic attack. And I was like, OK. Um, and so we were waiting for his wife to come back from shopping because they were going to make dinner. And usually on Sundays, we get together, meditate, you know, and, and make dinner. So. I said, Tom, go lay on on Jenny's, uh, uh, you know, massage table, because she was studying hypnotherapy and massage therapist at Sweeha. So um, I, I just did what I felt intuitively about sweeping away the congested energy. And when you start to get into healing work like Reiki or Pranic with a P, Pranic Healing, you learn a lot about your chakras and how you can scan for imbalances on a person's physical um or uh whatever right their chakras any of that so so i scanned him and i felt a lot of congestion right here and then right here around his his heart and i asked him i said how do you feel right here between your forehead he said oh he said it hurts and i said what do you feel like right around your chest or he said oh he said my chest really hurts and i said by your heart he said yeah i said okay so anyways, I did what I felt intuitively to do, um, and then I left the room. He found a deep sleep, and then when he woke up about 30 minutes later, his wife was back, and we were just chatting, and he came out. And he said, oh, my gosh, I feel fantastic, and I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, and I was like, wow, that was crazy. So um, I started hearing in my mind after that the words Reiki, Reiki, and I'm like, what the heck is Reiki? And I asked a friend of mine, and she said... Hey, she said, uh, are you interested? I said, yeah. She said, I know three Reiki masters. If you're interested in taking a class and give you their information, she gave me three of their business cards. I would look at all three cards and not one resonated with me, not one. So I went online I looked, I found this Reiki master that goes to South America and goes to uh, Mexico it does like all these charity events and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I picked her. So that started that process, and I think like since then I've studied a lot of different energy healing modalities um, and, and practice a lot. But I think what happened is that slowly made a shift in me. Right, it, it helped to get rid of like anger uh, instead, installed peace, and you get rid of insecurity instead, you install confidence. So so that path for me was something that transformed me greatly, and over time you start to develop different, um, I want to say tools based on what you've learned Mm -hmm. and that kind of transitions into, I think manifestation also, um, I'm big on, um, things like that. Like I have a vision board in my room, um, and already my vision board, let's see here, one, two, three or four or five things have already come true on it and I I really now I understand the power of focusing so once upon a time I had a cousin that would call me all the time and tell me oh my gosh he's like oh you'll never guess what happened today what ah this police officer I was dating things were bad and and this and this, and then she'd call me next time and say, oh, these firefighter, and I found out he was married, and this and this, and blah, blah, and all she kept talking about, and so one day, I stopped her right in the middle of her conversation, and I said, cousin, I said, all you talk about is you're meeting the wrong guys, and they're all firefighters and policemen. I said, I have nothing against firefighters and policemen, I said, but you just keep meeting the wrong people. I said, you keep talking about the wrong people. You just keep saying that you keep attracting the wrong people, I said, do you know why you keep attracting the wrong people? And she said, no. And I said, because you keep talking about meeting the wrong guys. That's where your focus is. That's what you're attracting. And she paused and she goes, I never thought about that. And I said, why don't you try focusing on what you do want? And she said, how do I do that? I said, Okay. get up in the morning, sit on the side of your bed, close your eyes, visualize you're in a wonderful relationship with a wonderful guy. Don't focus on what he does for a living. Don't focus on how much money he has, what he looks like focus on the feeling, the feeling and the emotions of being in this amazing relationship with this amazing guy. I said, and humor me and do it every morning for one month. Promise me. And she's like, I promise I'll do it. I said, great. I kid you not, Kat. I got a call from her. Well, it was like a month and a half later. And the first thing she said on the phone is, you'll never guess what. And I already knew what she was going to say. And I said, what? She was, I met this guy. And I said, and, and she said, and, and I said, and, and she goes, and he's an engineer. And I was like, there you go. So, <laughs> I mean, she dated him for eight years. They didn't get married. Uh, but um, long story short, that broke out of that mold, you know, yeah. oh, I broke out of that.
0: Cool. For yeah. the average person that I would say the average person that watches my content has some familiarity with manifestation, but could you break it down to like second grade level of, What is it and how do you practically do it? And then we can chat about some of the other big manifestations that you've created and even where you're going from here.
1: Yeah. So the book, The Secret, uh, the movie, The Secret is pretty good intro. It talks about it, but I don't remember that movie incorporating the emotions. When you think about something and you visualize it, which I believe The Secret did heavily talk about, they forgot the third most important aspect, which are the emotions, because when you do your vision board, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to put the things up there. Right. You, you can do whatever you want. If you're religious or non-religious prayer or whatnot. Uh, but the most important thing is you have to visualize that these things were accomplished at the end of the year. So on my vision board, it says, you know, 2023 goals. And I, I look at it and I say, thank you very much for my 1958 convertible Impala that I got at a low price and blah, blah, blah. That was one of the things that manifested this year, right? Nice. So, so and I visualized myself, Kat, I visualized myself getting in the car, shutting the door and putting the hands on the steering wheel.
0: Right. So.
1: And not only that, but it was the emotion of how did it feel running my hand along this side of the car? What did it feel? Mm-hmm. So so I would say it's very three basic things. Someone has to a do what they have to pick something that they want to focus on, right? That they yeah. want to manifest. B, you have to incorporate your what? um emotionally thinking about it like how does it feel right your feelings so you're thinking about it you're feeling it and the third aspect is you're visualizing it so you got those three going on but the fourth thing too which is very important which I didn't talk about yet is gratitude right so gratitude is massive and and that's the thing the last thing that on my vision board I have thank you muito obrigado all these words you know um of thanks because you have to give thanks after you have visualized it. So you visualize it, you you feel it emotionally, you're there, it's the end of the year, you've gotten this thing or whatever that you're trying to do, and then you give thanks. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, a lot of things that we forget to give thanks about what we have. I'll even stand outside sometimes and I'm looking at the sunset. And I'm like, wow, it's a beautiful sunset. And then I give thanks that I have the eyes to see a beautiful sunset. Wow. But I'm feeling down on myself and I'm just all, oh, my life's not going according to how I want it. I'm not Brad Pitt yet or not George Clooney. And then all of a sudden, like I see, and literally this happens a lot. I'll see somebody like in their little mobile wheelchair and they have no legs and they're on the sidewalk and I'm like, Holy cow. Thank you so much for my healthy body. Thank you for my strength, whatever, whatever, you know? So, so kind of like those four things, um, especially gratitude is huge.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I've been able to manifest some really cool stuff in my life. I think I told you about <laughs> this story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love this story because I think a couple other pieces that uh, you didn't mention directly, but you did indirectly was also having the desire and taking the actions. And I think the story will be perfect to illuminate. What does this look like? What does it look like in real life to manifest something that you desire? So yeah, share Share how you manifested this. And I think this will tie in perfectly to where we're going because This is so cool. After knowing you for 10 years, only today did I find out what your actual heart's desire is. And I'm thinking, oh, that's interesting that you've had this other part of your life that me as your friend didn't have any idea about. So we'll get into that next. But go ahead and share the story.
1: So yeah so you brought up a good point. Um you obviously have to desire something that you want to manifest, right? You can't just sit around and 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 not but um it's also the fuel that you put behind it, right? The fuel of the hard work, the fuel of the visualization, the fuel, the fuel of the feeling of emotion, the fuel of the gratitude. All all these things are like a big concoction mm-hmm. and that's what helps i think to propel you to to what you want to achieve. Um and, and so uh, one time, once upon a time, I was in California visiting a friend. This is probably eight. Honestly, Kat, I think I've known you more than 10 years. It's got to be like 12. Really? Yeah, <laughs> it's more than 10 years. It is. And you're like, 10 years? I'm like, no, girl, longer than that. All right. Oh. Like,
0: girl,
1: <laughs> no, no. We met each other very early. so So, um, okay. So I was in California once. I was visiting a friend. I thought to myself you know i've always wanted to do a motion picture tour i love watching the making of movies i always have always have a long time ago i signed up for this really goofy um place here in arizona it's called star maker I was like oh they'll help you be in commercials and modeling and whatever one time i got on channel three right and what i was doing is i was i was holding a MERS. It was like a man purse, and all my friends that ended up seeing it, especially my brother, just gave me heck, right? Nice merce, Ray. It was great, you know? They just handed me different things. Okay, walk out with this. And later on, I'm like, what is this, you know? So um, so anyways, I remember that energy. I always felt how it was in front of a camera, and it was kind of a cool feeling. I liked it. And so anytime I watch movies, I'm always very attracted to the making of the movie. That fascinates me. I love it. So. I was in California. I'm I'm just doing my thing on Tinder, swiping left and right. And I thought to myself, you know what? I've got nothing to do. My friend's working all day. I'm going to sign up for Motion Picture Tour. So I signed up for Sony Picture Tour, which used to be Paramount. I watched, you know, we went in the different sets. Here's Jeopardy. Here's Queen Latifah's, you know, daytime talk show set. Look at all these different things. I just... Felt so engulfed in that energy, I was like, this is awesome. I'd love to do something like this. Like I literally was just in my head, putting it out there, saying, I really would like to do something like this. That evening, as I was checking to see who I matched with on Tinder, there was a girl that I matched with. And she worked for the A network. And I was reading her profile. And I wrote to her and I said, Oh, I said, You have a really cool job. I said, That's so cool. And she said, Yeah, I like what I do. And she said, It's a lot of fun. And she said, Have you ever been on TV before? And I said, yeah, once, but really was nothing. And she said, well, and she said, I, I'm doing scouting for a show. And she said, would you be interested to come on down and to do like a, you know, an interview? I was like, sure. I went, oh, of course, you know. So I went down there and everything went fantastic. And she told me, hey, she said, next week, we want to have you come down. You're going to be on the Millionaire Matchmaker Show. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not a millionaire, but that's awesome. You're going to match me the one suite, you know. So, so I was on that show, I was on the Millionaire Matchmaker twice, two different episodes, and then the um, same lady that was with AD Network, she changed and she opened up her own talent scout, or own talent agency, right? Whatever you want to call it. And so she called me up and she said, hey, and she said, oh, we've got this show you know who Steve Harvey is? I see. Yeah, I know who Steve Harvey is. She's like, oh, he's got this dating show. And, you know, are you interested? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I went on Steve Harvey's dating show once and it was me and nine other guys. I didn't win the date. Went on a second time. It was me and nine other guys. I didn't win the date. Third time, uh, same thing. And I was like, this sucks. You know, it was fun to be there and to goof around inside of the studio and watch Steve talking to Smokey Robinson's. And I'm just Chatting with all the guys here, but I really wanted to win. I really want to be on this dating um thing. So well, I got a call again, like two weeks later, and they're like, hey, you are great. We want to have you come out again. I'm like, okay. They're like, but it's a different format. I said, what's it called? I think it was called dating pool or something. They're like, well, what you have to do is um it's only gonna be you, or it'll only be three guys on stage with Steve and the girl. And then there's gonna be a couch backstage with the other guys, but at least there's a better chance of you being on there. I was like, okay, great. So what I did actually is, um, and I'm trying to remember, because I think I, I, yeah, so what I did is I sat at home and I had two weeks before I was going to be on this show again. So I sat at home every day. I sat in my room. I'll never forget. I sat on my room. I closed my eyes and I visualized. I visualized myself. Going up on stage, I visualized that I want to be on the farthest chair away from Steve so I could sit directly across from Steve and the girl. And I visualized myself where I was sitting in the chair, visualized myself winning the date. And, and, you know, that was I just kept doing it over and over and over again, <laughs> visualize how it would feel and everything. So the day of I'm there, I'm a little nervous, right? Talking to everybody, having a good time in the back. And finally I said, okay, we're going to line you guys up, get ready. And I was like, OK, so everybody starts putting on their suit jacket and everything. And and the lady that was um, one of the staff, she said, Ray, she said, come here. And I said, what? And she goes, you're, you're going to be the first one out. And I was like, wait, what? You know, and I knew what that meant, because if they marched us all out and, and they continue to march us out straight, I was going to be one of the first ones there, which means first one on stage, which means I was going to go on stage. And I was like, whoa. So so they did that. They marched us out. We, we were snaking around behind the back of the studio. There's the audience. Steve's out there talking away the, the crowd. And my mind is just starting to get blown. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be on the stage and, and I, I'm going to be asked questions. And, and there's the audience. And I was like, holy cow, like, this is going to happen. So one of Steve's assistants was just looking at me and looking at me. And the funny thing was, is in the back of my head, I was thinking, but I'm not gonna be sitting where I wanted to sit. I wanted to sit on the edge, right? Mm-hmm. Not, it's not gonna happen. And so his assistant walks up to me and he looks at me, he says, come here. I said, what? He goes, come here. And he takes me out of the line. I was like, oh no, I'm not even gonna be on the stage now. I was like, shoot. So he takes the two guys in front of me and he moves them up and he said here, and he put me in the third position. Now I was super blown. I was like, holy cow. This is what I've been visualizing. This is what's going to happen. And then the other staffers said to all the guys behind me, all right, you guys follow me. We're going to have you sit backstage on the couch. And they're like, oh man, you know? So when Steve announces the dating pool and we get out there and he announces the girl and the girl had some friend that was in the, um, in 90210. So, All I kept thinking about was, wow, I'm here, I'm on stage, and I visualize this. So at the very end of the segment, and I was super nervous, by the way, uh, Steve turns to the girl and he says, All right, you know, Dana, um, who did you pick? And she said, I picked Ray. And he goes, All right, you know, so everyone's clapping, whatnot. So I go over, give her a hug, shake her friend's hand. And then I look at Steve and Steve turns to me and he said, I had you the whole time. And I say, excuse me? He goes, I had you picked the whole time. Look, he showed me his cue card and he had my name on it. I was like, wow, I didn't know what to say. My mind was just so blown because I visualize this and, and then it happened, you know? So know. that was crazy. That was crazy. Um, and it's funny because we remember these things, but then I think sometimes we forget to practice these things, right? And right now I'm in real estate. Primarily, I've been doing it for about 18 years. I work part-time with financial advising, but I kind of took a lot of time off so I could focus on a, on a test. I wanted to write a big license. And as a result, I'm like, shoot, I was too focused in real estate market right now for me. And for a lot of people I know, it's not great. It's very slow, very slow. And I'm like, I need to start visualizing and you know doing that. So I, I do. I have a, a small book. And what I'm gonna do this evening after I meditate is I'm gonna write on there what I want to manifest. And every day I'm gonna write on there what I want to manifest, but obviously I'm gonna give gratitude and thanks. Mm-hmm. And and um so uh yeah, just uh I don't know if if it's an easy format to follow, but but it, it works. Uh, you got to believe in it, even when it doesn't look like it's going to happen. And sometimes your life will change, even though you don't want it to change. And you have to allow yourself to flow down that river of life in your canoe and just (laughs) trust that you're going to land safely to your final destination, even if you bump around and hit some rocks. Oh, right. Gosh. We've all had challenges. We've all, we've all had situations, and I've had many more. I could talk to you for hours about all challenges I've had. Yeah. But um, in the end, everything always turns out okay, you know, and everything does.
0: I know. And it's so fun to witness your journey. We were, you know, talking before we started recording today. And I was just really listening from the perspective of, wow, okay, here you have been this kind of master manifester in your life. Creating one goalpost for yourself, achieving it. The next one. The next one. The next one. And so, before we get into one of the main topics of discussion for tonight, I did want to touch base back to the abundance mindset because you know that's part of the hybrid of uh, the show tonight is sharing with the audience maybe a little bit about what was the programming that got installed as a child as maybe poverty consciousness or fear-based consciousness to the point where you actually made a different decision and then what was the outcome from there because i'm really wanting people to understand the power of our mindset and that that's that's step number one is the consciousness
1: yeah yeah so so when i was younger I observed my mom always stressed. She was always stressed. She was a school teacher. I don't know how she put things together. She made a school teacher's salary, right? She's divorced, it's just her. She's paying for mortgage, she's paying for car insurance and you know all these different things by herself. And I, I still don't know how she did. Uh, she had to borrow money at times from my grandfather. She's always stressed about money, always. And I think in the end, that's what kind of led her to have a heart attack at a younger age and pass. Um, so when I grew up, I always saw that and I always became very wary of that. Right. And kind of fearful of that. I think for me, what I did besides the, you know, changing my life, you know, and changing myself, blah, 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 was take massive action. I think that's the number one thing that someone has to do. You can be positive. You can have a great outlook. You can visualize, you can do all these things. But if you don't take massive action, it's not going to happen. right so i mean i've i've put myself through school i've studied in two countries i always had this goal when i was younger i said when i'm an older grandfather i'm talking to my grandkids i want to tell them oh i lived in this country i lived in that country so when i was younger I, i thought about that as a younger kid i was like you know what i want to live in different countries i want to be able to tell my grandkids all these wonderful stories of things that happened to me in these different countries and i ended up studying living in mexico i ended up studying living in Brazil. Um, you know, did some other little brief studies, but it was just, you know, for the most part, I had to put in the action. I had to do the homework. I had it. And I hated school. This is coming from a guy that got kicked out of school twice, right? Barely got his GED, never want to go back to school, but enrolled back in junior college. And I was working night graveyard. And it was the worst. I get off work at seven in the morning and I'd have like three classes. I was dead by my third class, yeah. right? I signed up for four classes at community college, dropped three kept did one the next semester signed up for four dropped two kept two i had to build myself up again oh yeah but but the thing was is massive action same thing when i went for my masters my mba in global management it was horrible i would sit in my my desk work all day in the office and then i would stay there and work all night on my homework and i'd leave the office at like one in the morning go home tired as heck get up the next morning and my work was on 59th and Greenway, and I lived in the border of Chandler and Gilbert, which is crazy for an hour and a half rush hour traffic in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is very important is you've got to put in the work. You've yeah. got to put in the work. But um, that that work that I did set me up for, I think, achieving the things that I wanted to achieve. Right. Yeah. And even if absolutely. your life seems like things are changing, maybe your health is changing, maybe your financial situation is changing. I think it's an opportunity for you to look at things and think, what did I, should I change or what do I need to change right now? Right.
0: Yeah. So if anybody's listening to this and they're finding themselves kind of feeling the sting of having maybe poverty consciousness experiences and they just they don't know what to do they're hearing you they're like I get you Ray okay take massive action but what comes before that so what was I guess what was the consciousness shift where you made a decision what was driving that decision and right. what did that look like in practical terms
1: I think first you have to identify what you want yeah. and what is your goal and you have to not lose track of that. Um, now I understand that you're supposed to focus on the outcome as if you already have achieved it. And the reason why is because that will pull you back to why you're doing that goal. As an example, when I work with clients in real estate, right? And sometimes they get off track or they get discouraged because they're not finding the right house, and then I have to bring them back. Hey, remember when you sat down? And you told me you want to have a house with a nice backyard, so you can entertain your family, and then you, your dogs could play and blah blah blah. So you bring them back to the back to the future, right? So so then they can focus on why did they want to move into a house in the first place. And the same thing, right? If if you're down and your health is bad and, and your finances are bad or all these things are bad, mm-hmm. focus on yourself being healthy, financially abundant, all these things. But why are you doing that, right? Yeah. What is motivating you to even want to achieve those things or want to be healthy, right? You want to be healthy so you can do what? Enjoy your body meaning going out and running jogging uh swimming or what do you want to do right do you want to be of service do you want to go to hospitals and read books to the elderly i mean like so so i think that you know we say things but a lot of times we say things and then we don't follow with massive action right like for me there's many days i do not want to go to the gym at all but i go and i i tell myself a crummy workout is better than no workout, and I'll go. And I don't want to be there, and I'll work out. Ah, whatever. When I leave the gym, I feel good. I got the endorphins going. I feel great, and and I I do this visualization. I don't have one here with me, but I visualize. I have a piggy bank, and okay. I drop a penny in, and I say one more penny in my piggy bank. Right. So that's what I visualize. I visualize, I drop a penny in my piggy bank. I walk out of the gym. I'm like, all right, did it. You know, I did it for gains, right? So I, (laughs) more muscle, whatever. Um, But that's, that's kind of like, you know, so you got to have your why, basically.
0: Yeah, I agree. And what's so cool is, um, Without sharing too many details, I know you did go into the experience of abundance and multi-six figures at certain points in your career and actually witnessing the tangible results of this consciousness shift. And it's so exciting to me because uh I got to experience that similar situation Transformation happened so quickly. And it was shocking to me when I was like, oh, whoa, this was literally a consciousness thing. And so I spent more time and energy flooding my mind with the thoughts of abundance, surrounding myself with people that thought that way, shifting my perspective and taking these small actions. And then all of a sudden, you find yourself in this new reality that you're like, oh, this is real. Like you can actually do this starting up here. Uh, But what I want to shift into that I find to be such a relevant topic for definitely for the two of us. I know that we're both experiencing this shift in another shift in consciousness, which is Almost like everything that came before this was training ground right like we needed something to strive for we needed desires to spark the fire and the fuel and we needed to know what it felt like to be committed and consistent and to do the practical things of taking an idea into reality. So some it's a new pain point that I've been feeling, that I know you're feeling, and a lot of people I think are going through this right now of, man, okay, now I know what abundance feels like, now I know how to manifest, but I'm not satisfied with my life because there's some other programming that has been overriding, probably us coming into alignment with what our actual dreams are, what our actual mission is. And maybe you can speak to that because I'm still trying to figure this out myself. It's kind of like, what is that thing that is bringing us to a place where we are using our energy? We're using our time and our skills on building realities that we don't even really want, but we think it's the right thing to do. We think we should value it. We think it's going to bring us security and safety, which is an illusion. And then we can live our whole life and never get to the point where we're free to pursue the things that we love. So I'm just curious. It was something that came up in our conversation earlier today. And I was like, okay, we have to talk about this because I think it's a it's a widespread experience that's happening. And... I don't have the answer quite yet other than it's time to talk about this. (laughs) So I'm curious what your experience is. Like I said, here we've been friends over a decade. I've never known what your true passion was until today. And that's mind-blowing because I can see that you belong in front of the camera. On stage, I see that you were made for it. And the fact that you're not living that life right now, I'm like, oh no, we're gonna change the story somehow together to like just give ourselves permission to actually chase our dreams. And even if it's not perfect, even if it's a little messy, that's okay. But I was wanting you to just kind of share what your experience is because here you are again, this brilliant manifester who's touched significant abundance and you've nailed every goal you've ever set in front of yourself. And kind of like, I guess the question is, what is it going to take for you to actually go for the actual gold at the end of the rainbow?
1: Yeah. Um, So I shared with you earlier that like, as I've been fascinated and watching, you know, the making of movies I, I also uh, took different levels of uh, classes in Phoenix, downtown, uh, Torch Theater, right? Improvisational Theater. Loved it. Loved you know performing. Amazing. Um, and I've always wanted to continue that. The Torch closed down after COVID. And uh, I did visit uh, the Bridge Theater, which is another improv theater in Tempe. And I went to one of their live jams where you can jump in and, and do improv oh i was very rusty but it was awesome to be there the energy so i've always had this feeling like and i've just kind of always known that that's what i want to be more part of Mm -hmm. and you know one thing i didn't share with you kat is i received many many calls afterwards from this casting company for different things that they were doing a lot of it was all revolved around dating dating shows um, but at the time I was dating people and I would run the idea past them and they're like, absolutely not. And I'm like, well, you understand it's not real, you know, whatever, whatever, right. they, they weren't having it. So, um, I've always envisioned myself going out and, and I've always envisioned myself cause I have friends of mine that they do, uh, um, what is it called? Where you're like a background actor. I forget what it's called. Um, like, an there you are Extra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, and there's still extra, some of them, uh, right now in California. So I've always wanted to to start off and they've told me you sign up with this talent agency. They even told me the talent agencies, sign up with this one, sign up with that one, do this, do that. Yeah. 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 And then I don't do it. Right. Uh-huh. And then I'm thinking, Oh, I've, I've got to build up my financial wealth here first. So if I get called out, I can go out and, and then do it. And then whatever, whatever, you know, um, I think that's one of the fears that I didn't even want to live abroad. My whole goal was I was going to live abroad. I was going to get my MBA, go move abroad. And I planned all that out. And then the economy of Brazil crashed and I didn't go. And I said, Well, I'm going to be in Arizona so I can be close to California so I can start to work on these things that I want to. And then I just kind of froze after that. You know, yeah. I just kind of froze in my head. I, I get this thought like, I got to start doing this again, but I keep telling myself, well, I'm not gonna do these classes again until this. And I think a lot of times mm-hmm. we set up this, I'm not gonna do this until this happens. And, and as a result, it keeps turning into analysis by paralysis that never happens. Mm-hmm. So the funny thing is, is yesterday I was I was on my computer and I was looking and I started to look to see when are they having classes again for an improvisational theater acting at... Um, um the 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 bridge you know theater in Tempe, and i said i'm just gonna sign up and just start because if i don't it's i'm not gonna get towards my path right and and one of the speeches that Denzel Washington gave that I heard was super powerful when he was talking to university and he said a lot of things but one of the main things he said is if you have if you have this burning desire for something right something good to do it's because you know that was put there inside you to accomplish right and and if you're not going after it then i think you're always going to live a life of not being very fulfilled you may feel okay at times but i think as a result there's a lot of people that don't feel fulfilled with life so they fill it full of distractions i'll use my dad as an example uh, my dad, since I was young, would always come home after teaching, turn on the TV and spend the whole evening there. The weekends, he would spend the whole weekends just watching all these different sports. And for me, I thought it was bizarre. For other people, I guess it might be okay. But mm-hmm. I was like, well, he could be out doing this or doing that or fixing this or whatever. Why is he just watching TV? <laughs> so that was something that I never wanted to do. Wow. I, even to this day, I, I may watch a little UFC once in a blue moon at my buddies if we're having a barbecue but I never am watching sports on TV. I just don't have the time. I'm so focused on so many different things I'm trying to accomplish, you know? If I could clone myself into five different ways, maybe I could start to, to be closer to, to do what I wanna do or, you know, be what I wanna be. But I'm just starting with one thing, Kat. Yeah. I'm enrolling myself again. And, and, and right now for me in the real estate market, it's not great. You know, I talk to loan officers and appraisers and other realtors and all these people are telling me title agency escrow officers are like, oh gosh, I gotta get another job. And I'm like, yikes, you know, but I have my MBA to fall back on if I want to. I've got other things back at the financial office, you know, that I'm working on. So, So whenever things look difficult and challenging, I can't see ahead of me, but what I can do is I can visualize what I want to have or want to achieve. And like you said, it may not be exactly what you thought it was gonna be, But it'll definitely be different and better than where you were in the past, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's almost like, I know as humans, we don't like the liminal space, which is the space between the trapeze, like where we are and where we're going, because it's often very uncomfortable to not know how these things are going to come to us. So I really like what you just said about Because most of our conversation has covered a lot of activity, right? And I'm wired the same way, very masculine focused of like, let's go, let's get things done. And I, I'm feeling this intuitive shift internally. I don't know if you are as well, but moving into the feeling states instead of the thinking states and seeing what we can magnetize to us. And maybe it's not as hard as we think to transform our lives. And oftentimes, I think it is just adding that one pebble to the pond, that new different thing that actually is in resonance, It is a vibrational match to the bigger life experience that you're calling in. Because, Ray, you don't know who you're going to meet at those events. You don't know what kind of fire is going to get lit inside of you. You don't know how fast your life can transform when you're in the place that you belong
1: Yeah. In the flow. When you're in, when you're in the flow, things just happen so fast, you know? Uh
0: I agree. And so I love that you offered that to whoever's listening right now is that it doesn't need to be this whole overhaul of your life. It doesn't need to be jumping off of cliffs that there's a really responsible and practical approach to changing your life. And it's just adding that, that one new thing in. And maybe cutting some other things out and maybe simplifying a little bit. But if you if you have any advice, because like I said, this is a a pain point that I've been experiencing as well of yeah, being up against the edge and mm-hmm. and looking at the things that, oh, I might have to lose some things, I might have to change some things, I might have to let some things go, some creature comforts to yeah. open up some space to really connect with what it is that I came here to do and to walk that path with a lot of joy. And it doesn't need to be quite so heavy and so chaotic. Uh, If there is anybody listening that feels like they're there, they're up against that edge and they're battling those two inner voices of, no, this is safe, this is responsible, this is familiar, this is what you know, versus, well, Maybe there's something else over here. Maybe it's not clear, but this probably has something to do with your life purpose. What advice would you give to them?
1: First, I would say is say what you want. Focus on what you want. Say what you want. Identify what you want. Second thing is one thing I've studied and I've understood is the people that have a lot believe that they deserve it. And a lot of times when people who get something, like even that they win the lottery, sometimes they feel bad or they feel guilty because they feel that they just took away from someone else. They took Uh away from all those other people that play the lottery. That's not how the universe works. There's unlimited abundance. And and so we have to believe that we deserve to have these things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, On my vision board, which I didn't tell you, I have movie sets and I have Oscar awards. And I visualize myself sitting, looking at my mantelpiece, right, my mantelpiece. And there I have my Oscar awards sitting there. And yes. then I go, thank you for my Oscar awards. And then I visualize myself holding out my Oscar awards as I'm talking to everyone in the crowd. So, so you know, besides identifying what you want, use your visualization, use the emotional piece of how it feels, Um write out your goals keep them in front of you do a vision board keep them in front of you do something to keep it in front of you Mm -hmm. because a lot of times we can self-sabotage ourselves and then we lose track of what we're trying to do and then we get really busy right like you said sometimes you have to cut out things to make space for other things just like sometimes we're in a relationship that may be difficult it's not flowing right we're having a hard time whatever but we keep trying 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 really hard and that's just not the relationship we're supposed to be in. And mm-hmm. It's not until you get out of that relationship, out of that experience. I like to call it, here's a painting and you are a color of paint in the painting. And you cannot observe anything going on there until you're standing okay. farther away looking at the whole painting, right? right. Oh, I could see the trees here and whatever, whatever. But when you're colored green on the leaves on the tree, you can't see everything that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you pretend that we take a step back, pretend that things are the way we want it to be, right? It's Mm -hmm. fun to pretend, but it's also fun to believe. And I think just a lot of times we just lose fun. I get caught up in just working too much. I don't do as many fun things as as I should. And right now, I'm just kind of like receiving a message that... I need to do more fun things because as I do fun things and make myself happy or lighthearted, go hiking, whatever, then you start to open yourself up for more abundance, more fun, you know? Mm -hmm. And if all you're doing is just, okay, I'm strictly focused and I'm working, I'm not going anywhere I'm not doing anything and whatever, (laughs) you're going to start to get upset, frustrated, deterred, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So if anything I could just say is probably don't forget to have fun. Don't forget to plan to have fun, right? I agree. Schedule yourself to have fun. Kat, you schedule yourself to have fun.
0: (laughs) We were talking about that earlier where, um, yeah, I I wasn't going to share, but I may as well. Part of the format evolution of this show This is something that is part of the rhythm of my life. I love like small, intimate communities of people where we get to learn from each other, we get to deeply connect and we get to kind of handhold each other through the journey of life, uh, sometimes specifically focused on a certain manifestation or a certain experience. And so it just kind of dawned on me. I'm like, wow, I'm doing that anyways, because I love it. Like, it gives me so much joy and so much life. And I thought, oh, I bet if I brought this to the audience, they would love it too. And it just clicked. I'm like, oh, that could be fun. Like I didn't even think about anything else other than that would bring so much joy and lightness and play into this creative process, because I love it just as a part of my life. So I a thousand percent agree with that prescription of, wow, what would our lives look like if we were choosing things? Because that sounds like playtime. It sounds like fun time versus, yeah, I almost feel like we're shedding um, an old identity, an old paradigm, an old way of creating that is not fun.
1: (laughs) It's hard. Yeah, big time. And, and and to add to your point, <clears throat> when you're doing what you want to do and you're making a living from doing what you want to do, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether you're really wealthy from it or whether you're just living OK, you're still doing what you enjoy doing right. versus focusing on doing something that you just dread doing. Oh, I got to call. call these people today, uh, you know, and just. This is not fun, you know, not saying everything has to be fun, but I I, I think that if we focus on what our heart wants and we listen to what our heart wants, um, even if you put your hand on your heart and you just focus on what do I want? You know, who do I want to be? What am I supposed to do? And we keep asking for guidance. I think we will receive it. I know that we all have internal guidance uh, counselors, I like to say, right? But yeah. a lot of times we shut them off and we play music in our heads and we're like, la, 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 I'm not listening to you. And then as a result, we're not happy, right? We're not happy. So so I think we need to focus on what makes us happy, spend more time doing what makes us happy. And what are we good at? If you're good at something and you enjoy doing something, focus on those things, Yeah. right? Like I love talking to people. I love being in front of people. And and acting is so much fun. I love it. But why am I not pursuing it more? Oh, because I got to do this. I got to be this first. I got to whatever. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to sign myself back up. I'm going to jump into that space. I'm going to start very slowly. Hey, it may not be at the end what I think it's going to be or it may be better or I don't know, but I'm going to go for it. Right. So my message to everybody is just go for it. Do what you want to do, no matter how weird it sounds, weird it looks. Um, and again, like one of my favorite motivational speakers says, he says, "What does he say?" Les Brown, aim for the stars, and then uh, aim for the moon, and you'll land around the stars or something like that, right? Yeah. So aim for the moon. I mean, if you're, you know, if you land on the stars, at least you're close by the moon. You know, you're you're up there. So I know. Yeah,
0: yeah I'm really excited to see what that door opens for you because you've had a long history of success with learning to manifest and learning to create the life that you want. And now if you're going to be merging that with your life's purpose and your passion, oh my gosh, that's going to rewrite the whole story for you. And I know at some point, I don't think it's available now. I know at some point in the future, you may be opening yourself up to hosting communities and working specifically with men there's like a really beautiful trend happening right now where yeah it's almost like there it's it's a window of opportunity for the healing of the divine masculine and I'm so excited because I know that that's a big part of your calling as well So I don't know if you have any social media right now that you want to direct people to. I wanted to give you the opportunity if you do. And if not, we'll just have to have you back on. (laughs) Uh,
1: Not Um, yet. I don't have it. But uh, yeah, that's something I do want to do. I want to, for a long time, I've wanted to create a series of videos that touched all different topics, all different age groups. Um, And and I think in the final uh, hour, I decided upon guys, you know, a lot of guys are misguided. They don't know they don't sit around and talk about their feelings like girls do. Right. So uh, we don't go to a nightclub and then just, you know, say, we just want to dance guys, you know, don't even look at girls, that doesn't happen, you know, right. So I I think that there has to be more guys out there that are talking about stuff, their struggles, how they got through it, whatever. And I can kind of see myself as doing podcasting like that, right. Mm -hmm. Interviewing different people, different uh, age groups, different life experiences, different income levels, right, which would be important. And then, you know, just kind of seeing how it all relates, because everything relates. We just we're all having a human experience in spiritual bodies, but we're all having different challenges. We're all going through different things in life. And in the end, it's did we work through it? Did we pass the test? Did we overcome the hurdles to lead us to where we really want to be or who we really want to be?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I do. I do want to do that. Um, and it will happen. I'm going to do it. Um Yeah, so that's that's my goal. One of my one of my goals. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. So we'll definitely have you back on when that is available. And like I said, I'm probably going to be hosting some round table discussions where We will take deeper dives and dissect different topics. So I know you're such a wealth of knowledge in so many areas, whether it's connection or healing or abundance or manifestations. So I feel like there's plenty of opportunities to have you back on. And I think people really enjoy learning from you. So uh, before we part ways... Do you have any final words, any thoughts of inspiration for really specifically to almost like I feel like to address the fear that maybe people are having of they're listening to all of your words and they're going, yes, I want what he's talking about. And there's just this invisible wall in front of them of kind of that paralysis. What could you leave them with? that could allow them to have that fear and still move forward anyways?
1: What I would say is focus your energy on stories of people that have had challenges and overcame their challenges. Because by listening to them, you're going to start to realize that they also went through something, but it was different. And you can do that. I'll share one last story. There was a story about, I think it was, it was either Clint Eastwood, I think it was, or it was Harrison Ford. So I believe it was Harrison Ford moved to California with seven of his buddies and they all had dreams and they all wanted to be movie stars. Uh-huh. And, and so all of them worked as waiters. They just did different things and they kept going to try, you know, to, to doing tryouts for different different, you know, things for acting. And over the years, one by one of his buddies packed up their bags and moved back to wherever Harrison Ford came from. The last year, he was the last guy there. All of his friends had left. He was there, it was the seventh year. And that's finally when he made like a, 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 his break into some sort of a role for some movie. So the thing was, is he never gave up. He always kept his mind and focus on what he wanted to achieve. And then he ended up doing that, right? um and so there's a lot of stories if you go back and you read about it you read about these people that push through Sylvester Sylvester Stallone Denzel Washington I mean you can read all their stories or watch their stories so if I would say anything to anybody go find somebody that you can emulate yeah. and, and notice that they just didn't get there by waking up out of bed and they were you know not this whatever they were millionaire movie star whatever they had to work at it They had to work hard sometimes, much harder than than we would ever know about it. So what I can say is, listen to these stories. I like to put stuff like this. Uh, I like to record it. I like to put it on my phone. And then as I'm driving, I'm listening to this. I'm in the gym. Sometimes I'm listening to this, right? And so I listen to it to remind myself that if I keep pushing and just keep swimming, I'm going to get to where I want to get to versus just giving up because it's too hard or I can't do it, you know?
0: Exactly. I think that's so brilliant. And that is probably the foundation of everything that I do. As soon as I understood the power of community, number one, and having that support, but not just the support, but connecting with other people that were doing the things that I wanted to do, it created like an identity shift to where I related. And I'm like, oh, they can do that i can do that and yeah. it changed my life i couldn't believe it i mean that that actually changed my life more than spending thirty thousand dollars in self-help groups and going to one-week seminars interestingly enough i mean those were yeah. helpful they, those were helpful but it was definitely that ongoing consistency of of right. learning it's like our mirror neurons right yeah we model, we model after others
1: you said Kat, one thing, you said consistency. So I'm going to tell you one more secret of mine, right? Okay. No more secrets today. That's it. It's all <laughs> okay. But generally, I get up every morning. I, I do my meditations. I do my meditations. Then I do my energy work. I do my gratitude. And then I do my vision board. Or actually vision board, then my gratitude.
0: Okay.
1: When I do that, I'm in my flow state. The whole day I'm in flow state. I don't get as agitated, not as nervous in the gym. I have an abundance of energy, like all kinds of stuff. And so well, I notice the days that I don't do it, I don't flow the same. If I skip two days or three days because I'm out traveling in a different state and I don't, I just don't feel the same. I don't flow the same. So so if you really want to be at your peak best, right in the morning before you check your phone, before you, you, you go on your social media or whatever, do it for you, do your meditations for you, do whatever you gotta do, your yoga, your stretching, your uh, whatever, right? To get yourself in that peak phase. I have even uh, uh, um, speakers, you know, motivational speakers on my phone that I've recorded, right? As MP3s and I'll listen to that sometimes in the morning as I'm showering and brushing my teeth because I I wanna get myself into that peak state because then my whole day just flows great. You know, somebody cuts me off and, and instead of getting ah mad and honking the horn, i just like, ah, whatever, you know? Right. So so that's probably the greatest thing I can say is focus on being in your peak state. If you're in your peak state every day, every day is going to flow better. It's going to flow smoother. And, and then in the end, you got your piggy bank and you're putting pennies in your piggy bank. So your life is going to be better because you keep adding pennies to your piggy bank and these pennies are you investing in you, Right. Wow. The last secret that I could probably share.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love that visual. Thank you. All right. Yeah. I think I learned so much from you today. And I have, I mean, I always learn from you. You're always such a wealth of knowledge and inspiration. I'm so grateful for our friendship. And I like, I can't even wait to see what is about to transpire in your life now that you've made such a big shift in that one action of signing yourself up for these classes. Yeah, yeah. So. First step, first
1: step forward. Yeah. yeah. That's what you so gotta
0: do. So thank you to everybody for spending your evening or afternoon or morning just hanging out and listening to this incredible story from this incredible human being. Uh, he'll definitely be back on the show in the future. And at the very least, hopefully this episode just again reminded you that you are the master that you've been waiting for. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.